Lord, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening again to another episode of Jesus Inside Prison Ministry, Faith Center Church International, located right here in the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana. We are about to head into the Tuesday night meeting with Dr. William Bumpus. He's given us three things in this message that we need to look out for if we want to be successful and victorious men and women of God. Listen to this. I'll be back after the message and podcast amen so is everybody is everybody woke amen. <laughs> amen well let's have a word of prayer father we come to you now in Jesus name thanking you and praising you for the day for this is the day you have made, and we do rejoice in it. I thank you for all those that are present. Pray that you open up the eyes of our understanding so we can understand your word in ways we have to consider. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, turn your Bible to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. So Facebook is running? Good. No. Welcome. No. It's not running? It's not running. It's phone call. Phone call. It's still running now. Oh, okay. Amen. So we welcome everybody on Facebook Live. Amen. There we are coming from the Jesus house. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. We all right? And we thank everybody that's uh, tuned into our radio program. Uh, this uh, program is being uh, done at the Jesus house, which is located 3402. North Scofield Avenue, and I want to extend to all men uh, in the Indianapolis area, feel free to stop by the Jesus House on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's when I'm available to teach. Uh, we would love to have you there. Anybody listening by radio, feel uh, men, feel free to stop by the Jesus House uh, 7 p.m. every Tuesday evening. I'll be here teaching and we'll be glad to meet you. All right, Second Timothy. For those that don't know, this will be airing. Uh, we're all on radio. We're on thirteen ten a.m. Uh, every Sunday at four o'clock and ninety two point who and ninety two point seven FM. Amen. At four o'clock, all four o'clock Sunday evening, we're on radio. Amen. Tell all your friends and all your enemies, especially your enemies. <laughs> Hallelujah, because if you get your enemy saved, then they'll no longer be an enemy. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, amen, uh, verse 1. You therefore, my son, Paul talking to Timothy, uh, you therefore, my son, he calls him a son, that ain't his real son, that's son in the gospel. Son in the gospel. You know, Paul said in Corinthians, he talked talk to the apostle, he said, you have... 10,000 instructors in Christ, but not many fathers. And what that means is that uh, there's, ten, there's thousands and thousands of preachers, amen, instructors in Christ. But Paul was talking to those people that he had ministered to and said, but not many fathers. Then he goes on to tell them, I have fathered you in the gospel. Amen. Now what that means is that Paul was, you can tell who your father is in the gospel. Alright? Your father in the gospel, this is a little deep for you, but people right radio don't need this TV. Your father in the gospel is not necessarily the person that led you to Christ. If you got a ministry, uh, you know what I'm saying, or you're living your life, the father in the gospel, you take on their characteristics. Who do you learn from? Who instructed you where your ministry is concerned? Which way is your ministry headed? You feel what I'm talking about? Those are your fathers in the gospel. Uh, I'm a blessed man. I have fathers. I, I, I have sons in the gospel. Uh, and I always like to bring this out because I talk to a lot of people uh, in prison ministry. And uh, they always say, a lot of people in prison ministry, they always say, you never see the fruit of your work. A lot of people that do in prison ministry, they never see the fruit of their work. They're going inside prisons, you know what I mean? They're preaching, and uh, they see you inside prison, but they don't see you when, you when you leave. 
because they don't have no ministry to you once you leave. You understand what I'm talking about? So they see you and they preach to you while you're in prison, but they don't see the fruit of their labor. In other words, they don't see the people who they led to the Lord in prison on the outside. Very seldom do they see the people on the outside. You understand what I'm talking about? So that's where they get this. That's where a lot of people get their uh, statement uh, fact that they don't see the fruit of their labor. You understand? Know they'll say, you know, like only in heaven, which is true. Uh, only in heaven will I know how many souls, you know, blah, 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 because they don't see them. Well, I'm a blessed man because I see them inside prison and I've seen them on the outside. You understand know what I'm talking about? So there are, now there's a lot of folk call me their father in the gospel. But there's about 10 or 15 of them locally, amen, which consider me their father in the gospel. Amen. I'm their father in the gospel. Pastor Dale Grimes, I'm his father in the gospel. Pastor Owens, I'm his father in the gospel. Pastor Tony, I'm his father in the gospel. Uh, Dale, Darius, Kevin, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Kevin King, I know a bunch of Kevin, so I got steps specified. Kevin King. So a lot of lot of them, uh, Steve Witten, all of them are. Uh, I'm their father in the gospel, amen. and they consider me that, and I like that. You know what I mean? Because special days come, amen. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw it out there. I get special gifts, you know, like phones. Y- y'all know anything about phones? Yeah. Those are shoes. You know what I mean? You know, I get I get stuff like that, and, and, and you know, what I mean, Jordans, boots, and all that. Anyway, you know, those are from my son. So. This is what Paul is saying right here. You therefore my son. So if you didn't know that, you would think that Paul had a son. You see what I'm saying? That's why I explained that. This is, Timothy is Paul's son in the gospel. In other words, he ministered the gospel to him, you understand, and taught him the ways of God. You therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You got that? Y'all got that? All right. Uh, uh, To faithful men, uh, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, that's the strength of your ministry. You know, uh, God says, uh, the Bible talks about your works will be tried by fire. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, 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 most ministries, a lot of ministries, a lot of ministries, uh, when the leader dies, the ministry dies. You know, a, a pastor, whatever, you got a ministry going. When that when that minister dies, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, that minister dies, then the church dies. You know what I'm saying? Now, the reason why is that pastor or leader did not do this verse. He didn't train others. You know what I'm talking about? To take over when he left. Oh, y'all, y'all still here now? See, that's the reason. Now, we get our example from this. We get our example from Jesus. All right. The reason why we are here now, and and, and millions of millions and millions of people have been born again, is is. Is, I'm giving a system now. This ain't sacrilegious. It's not because of Jesus. Let me say that again. The reason why all of us are born again, a lot of people are born again, is not because of Jesus. It's because of the faithful men that he committed the gospel to who went, who went and taught others also. Okay, let me break it to you like it's here. Jesus was only on the earth three and a half years. Well, he was on the earth 33 and a year, 33 and a half years. Uh, he went into his public ministry when he was 30 years old, so he was doing ministry for three and a half years. But then he left. But before he left, he had 12 disciples. How many know he had 12 disciples? And those 12 disciples went with him everywhere he went, and he taught them... Amen. He taught them 12. Now, why did he teach them 12? He taught them 12 because he knew that he was going to be leaving in three and a half years. And in order for the gospel to continue, he had to have faithful men that was able to teach the word of God after he left. Okay. <laughs> Y'all look at... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. It, it says Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Is that right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts... 
first, I mean, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Is that right? Okay. Jesus didn't write now one of them. <laughs> Mark, uh, 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 Matthew wrote that. Uh, uh, Matthew wrote Matthew. Mark wrote Mark. Luke wrote Luke. Are y'all still here now? Is, is that right? Now, where, where did they get the information from? They got the information from being with Jesus. Amen. I mean, is that right? So they got their information from being with Jesus, and then they went on and taught everything that Jesus taught them. Amen. Either by either in per even in person or in revelation. So a wise man, which I pray to be one, is you want to commit to faithful men the things that I've learned so that you can go and teach others also. The purpose of ministry, or the purpose of my ministry, is not so that I can be a great one. I'm only as great as the sons I have in the gospel. You know, I tell folk all the time, I've talked to people all the time, and uh, they talk about how great of Christian they are and everything. I say, okay, wonderful. How many people are following you to church? If nobody never follows you to church, you are a poor minister. I'll put, it, I'll put it a little deeper than that. If nobody never follows you to church, you are a poor witness for Christ. See, if I'm living my life for Christ, somebody should want to be like me. I am a humble man, believe me, I know y'all don't believe it, but I'm a humble man. <laughs> Amen. Now, now, a humble man, according to 1 first, first Peter 5, the Bible says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. That's 1 Peter 5, 6, 7, and 8. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then it's a comma, then it says, Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. So a humble man is the man that cast all his care upon God. That's a humble man. Alright? A humble man is one that has cast all his care upon God. So I say I'm a humble man. You feel what I'm talking about? Because I've cast all my care over on God. I'm a humble man. I don't carry no care. None. Don't never tell me, Pastor Paul, be careful. You can say it. People tell me that all the time. I just ignore it. I'm not careful. Amen. I'm not going to take careful. Because I gave all my care over on the Lord. I'm watchful, I'm prayerful, but I ain't going to be careful. Anyway, move right along. <laughs> I know that'll hit some of y'all 3 o'clock in the morning, amen, but you know, uh, I have to flow like this because I don't know who I'm speaking to. God knows. But my, but my point being is that uh, my purpose is to train others, faithful men, so they can do what I'm doing. So they can teach us. Say, in the way in the world, I can reach everybody. I thank God I'm a blessed man. I just got uh, uh, charisma, just sent me, uh, 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 they just sent me uh, a notice that uh, the, the podcast we did, and then my story, they didn't put it on Charisma News. It's all over the world right now. I mean, he just told me right now, and I read the article, and they got it on there. Pastor Buffett, you understand, have led, have preached to tens of thousands of convicts. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's good. I mean, I have preached to tens of thousands of convicts. Amen. Tens of thousands in 40 years. Amen. But now, how many of them, I know a bunch of them got born again, how many of them is still is following, how many of them did I birth into the kingdom of God? A bunch of them all across the country. Now, why do I say that? Because I'm believing God to get a bunch out of here. But now you have to qualify. Somebody say qualify. <laughs> you don't qualify for just being saved. He said faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now turn to 1 John chapter 2. Here's the test. And here, here's the test. 1 John chapter 2. Here's the test. 1 John chapter 2. Everybody don't have us to hold on. First John chapter two. I bet what page is that? All right. First John chapter two. This is my desire for you. This is it. This is God's desire for you. 
you know what I'm saying, not just mine, but God's desire for you, is that you become faithful men so you can teach others also. There's no greater joy. Now here it is right here. Verse 15, 1 John, that's little John. That ain't little John Henry, that's little John. First <laughs> John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, here's what's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of, eye, of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Y'all got that? Now, these are the, there are three traps. Three traps that the devil sets for believers. Three traps. One is the lust of the flesh. The other is the lust of the eye. And the other is the pride of life. I was sharing with uh, 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 myself along these lines that there's a test. There is there's three, there's three tests for men, men of God and everybody else. There is the money, money test. There is the sex te test. And there's the pride test. Lust of the flesh is sex test. The lust of the eye is the money test. And the pride of life is the pride test. A person comes in here and doing good. I've seen people come here and do wonderful. A year. Two years. I've seen people come in and do wonderful for six years. And then one of these get them. <laughs> this is the test. See, I've seen guys come here, wonderful. I mean, man, love Jesus. Amen. Or at least they act like, love Jesus. Don't get nothing come preach good. Love Jesus. Don't get nothing come preach very good. And then they get a job. And when they get a job, they fail the money test. What's the money test? $75 a week. Okay, let, me, let, me, let me back up and say it again. $75 a week plus tithe. That's a money test. That is the lust of the eye. I've, I've seen them come here, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I had one brother, I mean, three or four of them. They're doing wonderful. Love Jesus, doing proper. I mean, no. Then they get a job. Y'all say everything go cool for about a month. Then after that, they try to figure a way to keep them paying the $75. Hey, uh, Pastor Bob, I was short this week. It, oh, oh, here it is. See, what are they doing? They are failing the money test. <laughs> I mean, not, not you. I'm just, I, no, did I name your name? I, I didn't name your name, right? So I ain't talking about you. I'm just talking about, and they failed the money test. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, uh, others, even out, even out here, people that's not in the Jesus house, just regular Christians, they failed the money test, the lust of the, uh, uh, the, the lust of that. They failed the money test. They, uh, they fail the money test. They want the prosperity of the law, but they fail the money test. Oh, y'all, I'm getting said now. And the money test is a dime. One dime. 10%. One dime. They fail the money test. They don't tithe. And they don't give offerings. So they are allowing 10 cents to block all their financial blessings. They are failing the money test. Are oh, y'all still here now? Now, God can't use them. You know, they say they're going to go to heaven. You know what I'm talking about? But they could live so much better down here if they would just not allow, fail the money test. You cannot prosper. You cannot prosper if you fail that money test. If you, if you want to hold on to that dime, you can't prosper financially. 
because that's God's economic system. That's God's, that's God's money test. I want millions of dollars. I want dynamite. Okay, how good are you doing with that dime? Since only a dime, 10%. Am I speaking to anybody? 10%. Now, the devil hates that. I kind of was alluding to that today. You know, the devil hates that. He, the devil doesn't bombard the church so much. You understand about prosperity. You understand? Because Satan don't want you to get no money because Satan rules the world through money. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. Satan is the god of this world system. Every world system, you understand, it has economics. Every country has economics. Whoever, whoever runs the economics runs that country. And I know it's true. And the devil, y'all saying, have kept the church broke for years. You know, I mean, church, the, uh, years ago, the church took a, there was churches, they took a vow of poverty. Amen. Y'all see what I'm talking about? They didn't want the money, all the gold. Y'all see what I'm talking about? And the devil, that played right into the devil's hand because if you ain't got no money, you ain't got no gold, how you gonna win people to the Lord? You can't win nobody to the Lord, bro. You know, it costs money to get people saved. I tell guys all the time, going inside prison, you know, I'm preaching inside prison, it's free. How many know it's free? The gospel is free, but the gospel is not cheap. In order for me to give out the free gospel, I got to drive. How many know I got to drive? I can't walk to Florida. <laughs> I mean, is that right? So I got to drive. Somebody got to have some money to buy the car. How many know what I'm talking about? You got to have gas in the car. Got to eat, got to sleep somewhere. You understand? So I need gas, I need money in my car, and all that prison ain't going to give you nothing but an hour and a half to preach the gospel. You understand what I'm talking about? So in order to preach the gospel, you got to have some money to get there. Yeah, I thought the gospel was free. It is free. You're getting it free. But somebody had to pay for me to get here to give you the free gospel. How many know what I'm talking about? So if you ain't got no money, I said, if you ain't got no money, amen, then you can't, you can't present the gospel to people. There's a lot of people that won't. Uh, 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 years ago, you know, I was going to a prison I go, used to go to all the time. Uh, 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 my brother back in the back from Florida, he would know uh, Sumter Correctional Facility. Are you familiar with Sumter? I used to go to Sumter Correctional Facility, you understand? Uh, 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 and uh, the chaplain asked me one time, he said, hey, Pastor Bubba, you understand, uh, 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 do you know any folk in the area here uh, something y'all saying between Ocala and Tampa. He said, do you know anybody in the area here uh, that could come in and, and, and preach the gospel? I said, well, no. I said, well, yeah. He said, no, I'm talking about somebody like you. Uh, what was he saying? Well, he was saying, like, do you know any black folk like me that could come in there and preach the gospel? No. Why is that? And a lot of people inside prison uh, they wonder why, why come in too many black folk coming in or whatever coming in. You know why? Because there ain't no money in it. I'm just keeping it real. I've been doing this 41 years. Ain't no money in it. If I go over here and preach in this church, they're going to give me an offering. Probably ain't going to be no money if you go into certain churches, you know, but you still get an offering. How I many know what I'm talking about? You know, if you go preach in church, you're going to get you $50, $100, something, you know, you know, unless you're like me, you get 1000 But anyway, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping it real. But, <laughs> But, uh, you know, you're going to get some money, you know. But going inside prison, you got to spend money. So a lot of people ain't interested in going inside prison and spending money to talk to a bunch of folk who you ain't going to never see after you leave this meeting. You don't even know whether they got saved or not. Just because they raised their hand don't mean they got saved or not. So you mean I got to spend hundreds of dollars to go in here and talk to a bunch of convicts who don't even appreciate what I'm doing here for. You know what I'm talking about? And I, and I, spend, I got to spend all this money and anybody going to give me a dime? No, I'm not going down there. No. There's some, the people go, I mean, it's just like I was talking to Charlie Foote. Uh, he's down in Mississippi. And, of course, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, that, you know, anybody can do prison ministry. They don't understand the dynamics. And so he's with the church, and so he got them all fired up, you understand? And so four or five people, you understand, they're all fired up. You know, he didn't learn from me. So he got them all fired up. They're all going for orientation, you understand what I'm saying? They're all gun ho you understand? He said, then they're all, they're both four or five of them, they're going with him, they're going with him, you understand, one time, and every one of them quit. <laughs> Why did they quit? Because uh, 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 they was all excited about going in. You know why? Because they never been in there before. They was all, they wanted to go in there and see what it's like. Once they got in there, it's like, boy, I ain't going in there no more. <laughs> now, it wasn't that they were scared of the men. It's all, it's everything you got to go through. 
you know, you got to go up there, you got to wait till they get ready to get, see, people don't know what you got to go, you got to wait till them get ready to let you in, then when you, then you go in there, you got to get strip search, take your shoes off, take your belt off, you understand, know everything out of your pocket, you understand, know yeah, it don't make a difference, you can be the greatest preacher in the world, I say, man, you can be the greatest bishop in the world, and they're going to treat you just like anybody else, and you're going to go through there, take your belt off and everything, you're going to go through there like it's here, they're going to pat you down, you don't have to bend over, but they're going to pat you down. You know what I'm saying? You got to raise the bottom of your feet up. Then you got to open up uh, uh, and show them everything in your mouth. And then go, then go through some more doors, you understand? Then when you get there, you got to deal with some crazy inmates don't even want you there in the first place. So don't nobody want to go through that, especially pastors and, and all them people, because out here, they are Mr. Big Shot. Amen. Everybody carries the pastor's bag. How many know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You know, that's Reverend Doodad. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And he walks up to the prison, you know what I mean? And they said, uh, uh, take your pants off. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, in, it's, it's what stops them? The pride of life. See, they used to everybody respecting them and treating them like they're somebody. You know what I'm saying? You go inside prison, man, them officers treat you like you. You shouldn't even be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, where am I at? So, uh, uh, the pride of life, the money, so a lot of folk can't get blessed because they want to hold on to their 10%. Don't get those come preaching real good. All it does is show you're not leadership quality. Unless God knows I can't use this one right here. Because what? They got a money problem. And the more you grow in God, the bigger that money problem gets. See, if you got a money problem, it's just like people in ministry. Uh, you can start off in ministry like, like I've, I've, I've been doing this for some years, so I know a lot of pastors that started off right. They didn't have no whole lot of money. The little storefront churches, you know what I'm saying? So they're praying, believing God. You know what I'm saying? Doing, you know, God, Jesus, 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 you know. Then God blesses them. I remember Lester Sumrall said this years ago. He was one of my spiritual teachers. Lester Sumrall said this years ago. He said, now when a pastor got around 50 members, you can call, you can always speak to the pastor. He said, you let that pastor get 150, 200 members, you got to go to the secretary. And then the pastor allowed him not get back with you at all. Why is that? Well, by the time you get 100, 200 members, he got enough money coming in to pay for his house payment and pay for his car payment. don't need nobody. Are y'all still in out? He has a money problem. So money problems don't start don't start when you get up here. Money money problems start when you're down here with the ten cents. If you can't give God, you know, like a, uh, can't give God ten cents off the dollar, in the way in the world you're gonna give him a hundred off a thousand or ten thousand. You don't give God no thousand off a of ten thousand. Shoot, I give five hundred dollars to the church. Don't know what that preacher doing that money. Hey Amen. That's a money problem. I mean, one guy, you know what I'm saying, uh, ex-convict, you know what I'm saying, him and another convict, you know what I'm saying, they had started a church, they was doing good, and they was, they, I said they was doing good. They loved Pastor Bummer. I mean, they loved Pastor Bummer. And then, you know what I'm saying, the Lord blessed them, they moved out out uh, north, you know what I'm saying, close to Fishers, amen. They got some of them big shots in their church, you know what I'm saying, and then Pastor Bummer's ain't about nothing. That's what they were saying. Don't get nervous, preacher. There were some folk that was in their church that was so important my ministry, and then they started going to their church out there. Hey, Amen. Don't get nervous now. You know what I'm saying? And they dogged me out, and people stopped, stopped, stopped supporting my ministry. I found out later on, hey, Amen, when they failed, that the, the people that was going to their churches told me the reason why they had stopped uh, supporting my ministry because the pastor started dogging me out. But they wasn't dogging me out when they wasn't doing anything and when they needed somebody to teach them how to get incorporated. Are y'all still here in the house? What happened? They had a money problem. And there's one of them, you know, the one left there, you understand? Know, he said, Pastor Bumble, I never forget, he's Pastor Bumble. He married this girl, you understand? Know, and and uh, married a girl, and uh, father had a whole lot of money. He said, Man, you know, the father, they're looking for the father there. They said, Pastor Bumble, when, he said, Man, when, 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 when the money get here, I'm going to bless you. I'm saying to myself, Well, now, you ain't gave me no tithe, nothing yet. And sure enough, the father died. They got a whole lot of money. And he blessed me. You know how he blessed me? He asked me to come out there and paint his front room. <laughs> I need some money. I went out there and painted it. 
and I thought he was going to throw me out. You know what I'm talking about? He gave me a couple hundred dollars. Talking about praise the Lord, Bumpers. Well, you know, he went down from there. I'm just saying, even though he had the money, he went down when he went on out to Tulsa, Oklahoma, joined Kenneth Hagin's ministry. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't hear from him no more until I was on the cover of Christian Magazine. That's something like 10 years later. When I got on the cover, the first call I got was him. Hey, Pastor Bubba, see you on the cover. Let me, uh, he was doing commercials. Want, want to help me do a commercial? You, now, you know what I told him. Lord bless you. <laughs> but my, but my point is, I knew he wasn't going to make it because he had a money problem. You cannot succeed in God with a money problem because that's called the lust of the eye. You'll do stuff with the money, y'all said, that you ain't supposed to be doing. Amen. Okay, lust of the flesh. I've seen it all. You know, see, there's three things happen here. I see it all the time. See, I've been doing this 30, you know, like I say, guys come in, they're doing good until they get the job. Or they get a big chunk of money. Oh, boy, don't let them get a big chunk of money. Amen. What about all them times you was here and didn't pay no fees at all? I'm just asking for $300 a month. You know what I'm talking about? At least give me one. I've had folk here, you know, don't get nervous because I'm preaching very good. You know, they go, they, they, they sign up for school. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Get three, four, $4,000 grant, school. Amen. All I'm looking for is $300. Just one time. They don't give me a dime. I didn't get nothing. But then they drive at night. Where you get that car? You ain't had no job. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, I, it don't hurt me at all. But what I'm saying is I see they got a money problem. And you cannot. See, that's the, that's the enemy of God. Money problem, you ain't going to make it. Don't get nervous, come preach really good. He said, love the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Now that other one, money, the other one is that that it is it, it, sex. Oh boy, sex. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like I said, guys doing good. I've seen guys doing good, paying their fees, giving tithes and offerings until they go online. And meet that crazy girl. Oh, no, she ain't crazy at first. Oh, you so much in love. Amen. And guess what? Everything changed. I mean, you've been doing good. Now you got the girl. Now you're drinking. I ain't telling. I'm looking up there. I, I, I'm looking up there. See, you got the girl now. Don't get nervous now. I say, amen. So now you're chipping a little bit. Because it's fun to hang out with the girl and drink a little bit. Anybody going to know? I just chewed my gum. Amen. Well, see, not knowing that, a, that, that alcohol is a spirit. You can't hide that spirit. I ain't looking at you. See, I already know you're doing it. I'm, I'm saying it because, see, look what all you're going to blow. Not just the Jesus house. Look at all that time you got. You, is a drink worth it? But see, that's the test. You're failing the test. You're failing the test. You're failing the test. That is, now, wait a minute. Why are you doing that? It ain't the alcohol. It's the girl. Because you wasn't doing that until you met the girl. Y'all still here? I, I've seen one. We had one guy here, man. I mean, he was there six years. I mean, did everything right. Helped with the food pantry. All this kind of stuff. Boy, he ran the kitchen. I mean, man, he did good. I mean, did good. And then he met a girl. Uh oh, from the south side where the church is. You don't want nobody out there. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. You don't want nobody walking them streets out there by the church. Nobody. And he, he got one man, and I mean, he didn't say nothing. All of a sudden, he just jumped up and was out of here. He had a car. And he wrote, I mean, he had got him a car, got his license. You know, he did the stuff. Hey, man, he's out of here with that girl. Three weeks later. Somebody said three weeks. Three weeks later. No car. Girl gone with somebody else. Strung out on crack again. In the hospital. Almost died. Ain't been right since. Six years. What happened? He failed the sex trap. <laughs> you know, God knows what God says. Don't be unequally yoked. 
Amen. And the devil knows that too. See, so Satan, you know, he's still trying to get you. He had you once, he feel like he can get you again. So he just keeps sending them to you. You understand what I'm talking about? Now, if you sold out, you don't go for it. You got to be sold out. You got to be sold out. I said, I got saved out 31, so I was a young man. 31. I had no sex with no female and nobody else. <laughs> you know, we got to throw that in there. I always throw that in there because the reason why I do that, I was out in Putnamville once. And a guy came up to me. He said, hey, Pastor Bob, he said, now, 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 uh, fornication uh, is having an adultery, is having sex outside your marriage, right? Yeah. What about me and another guy? I said, is that guy your wife? No. I said, okay, well, sex, amen, any kind of sex, you know what I'm saying, that ain't your wife, is fornication. It's a sin. Don't matter whether it's a woman or a man. Don't get those companies you're good. I'm, that's for people on, on Facebook. I know everything's straight here. But I'm, <laughs> I'm talking, no, it's a sin. It is a sin. How many know it's a sin? I, I, I mean, I, I, look, don't get nervous now. I know some, not y'all, but I know folk be riding around trying to, you know, tricking. Amen. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying some folk do that. You know, they, you know, I used to be in that business. You know, I had girls, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I know people run around tricking. You know what tricking is? You know what tricking is? Maybe, that, maybe it's a new word. You know, tricking is buying some stuff. Don't get nervous now, preach very good. But now see, what? See, what you're doing? You're failing, you're failing. The lust of you're failing the lust of the flesh test. That's a that's a test. Now if you've done it, you can repent and get right. But here's the deal. If you continue on like that, you feel what I'm talking about, that'll take you out. That girl will take you out. If you don't believe me, that's why we're in the state we're in today. That girl took Adam out. The girl took him out. I mean, <laughs> the girl took him out. The girl ate the fruit and turned and gave some to the dummy standing there watching her disobey God. I tell everybody, the Bible day wouldn't have went down like that. <laughs> when that girl grabbed that fruit and turned to me, I would have slapped it out of her hand, told that girl, you know, saying, boy, you know, get rid of that. I don't want none of that. God said you're going to die. I don't know what death is, but it sounds like something bad. I am not going out like that. But now, Adam seen her take some, and then he turned around and smoked some of that crack, too. <laughs> I have heard that in forever. I go and preach, I hear it all the time. Remember, I was doing good. You know, I left Jesus' house, man, met this girl. We was going to church. Everything fine. I came home one day, man, and the girl was smoking crack in the house, and I smoked crack with her. Then they called me down there, and I had a dirty drop, and that's why I'm in here. Girl's fault. It ain't the girl's fault. All you had to do is tell the girl to get out and the crack. What was that? He failed the sex test. Are you going to fall? Are you going to fail the sex trap? Or you really got to watch them. When me and I got born again, man, there was, there was girls from the church that we was going to. Me and, me and Brother Bush, you understand? Know they was calling me, talking about. Will y'all come over and do Bible study? No. <laughs> no. I ain't coming over doing no Bible study. I know. You know, no. No, I see you joining already. Don't get those going to preach very good. No, I ain't going up in there. Boy, this is really going over real well. Like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm just try, trying to help you out. Amen. No. You, 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 you know, it, it, but like I said, it's up to you, see. But no, I mean, I came out, man, you know. Uh, uh, see, I had four years worth of paper to do. Four years worth of paper to do. Amen. I knew women. You know what I mean? I had girls back in the day. Amen. There was some when, they, when I got out, y'all saying, talking about, you know, they ready to go back to work. Oh, y'all still here in the house. Amen. They ready to get some money. But now, I, I ain't going for the money. I, you know, I, I'm sold out. It ain't money no more. It's Jesus. I'm sold out. It ain't sex no more. It's Jesus. Are you saying, uh, okay, well, we can't talk. You can come to church. I ain't coming over your house. 
I ain't putting myself in that position because I don't know how strong I am. So I ain't growing up in that house let you get naked on me. No way. I don't think I got the strength of Joseph. <laughs> so I said, I ain't going for that. Don't get else going to preach. I ain't going. No. Why? I got four years worth of paper to do. You ain't going to trick me out of my stuff. I'm just keeping it real. And I wind up doing four years, then you're going with somebody else. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, 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 no. I said, no, I ain't having no sex till I meet my wife. And I ain't having no sex till I met my wife. And I ain't had no sex with nobody but my wife in 41 years. I ain't looking for none. Why? I passed the sex test and I passed the money test. And then the next one is the pride of life. Oh, that's a big one. The pride of life, I tell a lot of guys it, it, when I minister uh, in prison uh, about uh, Jesus' house and uh, all the people that came through, and I always tell them the main problem that I found why guys that come through the Jesus' house that don't make it, it ain't because of women. It ain't because of money, and it ain't because of drugs. It's because of the pride of life. What do you mean the pride? Well, they get to the point where they're not teachable. They know everything. They know more than I do. They know more. Now, once that person gets to that place, that's called the pride of life. They know so much. Or they've been such, you know, I, I always talk about Brother Weddington. Y'all see what I'm saying? It used to be, uh, he gone home to be with the Lord. Brother Weddington uh, was a, a, a drug dealer back in the day. He sell kilos. Uh, he sold kilos for 30 years. Uh, he shot kilos. I mean, you know, shot a whole bunch of dope. Y'all see what I'm talking about? And, and, and you know, he didn't have the house, car, boat, all that. Y'all see what I'm talking about? You know, he was, he was, he was a big boy. Oh, y'all said, you know, big boy. Y'all said, you, you know, so, you know, you had big, in the, back in the day, big boy, you had your little circle, four or five people, you know what I'm saying, everybody else, you know, so he was a supplier. He'd go to Cuba, don't get enough, it's very good. You know what I'm saying, he got the stuff, then he got his lieutenants out there. How many know what I'm talking about? He's big boy. But they infiltrated that inner circle, which they always do, and the person ran on him, so he wound up 15 years. Well, 15 years, you know what I'm saying, he goes to uh, uh, prison, I meet him in there, led him to the Lord, him and a bunch of them, pretty Mike. Mike Gilbert and all them. I laid all them to the Lord. Big Vine, Byron Vine. I laid, laid all them gangsters. Those were real gangsters back in the day. I laid all them to the Lord. And uh, so Butch comes out. He first one I had him. Jesus, I was the first one I ever had. Uh, I mean, not Butch, but uh, Weddington. And, and I mean, wonderful, wonderful. He loved Jesus and everything. I mean, boy, he was sold out, sold out. And uh, we used to ride, you know, some of And I was like, boy, look, look, look at that, man. Oh, I used to have all that. Yeah, you know, see, you know, I, I had to always, I, yeah, I said, yeah, you, listen to what you said, man. You had all that. You ain't got nothing now. Don't get no stuff preaching very good. You're living in the Jesus house. I was talking to him. You know what I'm talking about? You ain't riding nothing. Yeah, you got, you had the house, you had the car, you had the boat, which he did, had all that. Had all that. But you ain't got none of that now. Your net worth. Is not based on what you had. Your net, net worth is based on what you got now. Pride of life will say, hey man, I had this, I did better than you, blah, blah, you know, so it makes me better than you now because I had that. Oh, y'all still hear that? That's pride of life. And there's a lot of folks that have so much pride in those areas called who they were in the street and all that kind of stuff that they're not teachable. You can't teach them nothing new because they know everything. So what happens is, well, they get tired and they just take off because they know everything. They got game. They got girls. They got this. They got that. You know what I'm saying? That's called the pride of life. Can't make it like that. Amen. You got to get to the point, you understand, know where nothing matters but Jesus. Amen. Now, I ain't talking about being saved. You can be saved. You know what I'm talking about? But I'm talking about being saved and enjoying life and having something and God giving it to you and not man. Amen. God ain't going to bring stuff into your life if you if you got any of these things short circuit because any one of that will steal it from you. The devil used the girl. 
He'll use your pride and he'll use money to cause you to make the body of Christ ashamed. What do you think happened to the body of Christ when Jim Baker fell? See, y'all don't know nothing about that. You see what I'm saying? Jim Baker was worldwide. North Carolina, me and my wife used to go down there, y'all saying, I mean, it, it, boy, I mean, it was beautiful, gorgeous. What got in the way? What got in the way was money. Money didn't get in the way. It was money. But it wasn't money. It was the girl. What got in Jim Baker's way, y'all saying, was his wife. He was over in Hawaii preaching, preaching, over in Hawaii preaching. And his wife comes to him and tells him, Jim, uh, I'm, when I go home, I'm getting a divorce because I'm in love with somebody else. And he was having a meeting. And Jim Baker comes home, you understand, and meet another preacher, Reverend Gorman. And Reverend Gorman said, you need a little help? And introduce him to Jessica Hahn, amen, to entertain him for one night. And he fell with that woman. Are y'all still here in the house? And then when he fell with that woman, later on when she found out who he is, amen, now she wants some money. So now you ain't got no money except what's coming into the ministry, so y'all figure a way to pay her off. Y'all see what I'm saying? And so now you pick up a federal fraud case. And you wind up with 20 years in prison. That's what it wind up with. Because they said he was selling the conduct. You know, because you can't, don't get nervous, because I'm preaching good. You cannot solicit funds and then use it over here. You have to solicit funds and use it for what you said. Otherwise, that's a federal case. That's called fraud. Using the mail, amen. Using the FCC, electronics. Amen. Facebook, everything else to solicit funds for your ministry and you don't have no ministry. You're not a 501c3 and you're using that money for other, other, other than what you're saying for. That's called fraud. You go to penitentiary for that. I was in federal penitentiary with a whole lot of mafia guys that was in there for a fraud. What is that? That's spelling the money test. So he failed the money test. Hallelujah. Went to penitentiary. Did about eight, nine years before he got his case over, overturned. Y'all see what I'm talking about. But hey, what did, that do, what did that do to the body of Christ? That's why the devil does that. There was ministry. There was, there was hundreds of thousands of folk that tuned into PTL every day. Round the world. When that happened, Boy, they, a bunch of them stopped being believers. They get, I mean, a bunch of, I know one man, uh, y'all see what I'm saying, uh, gave me, well, he was watching Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger failed sex. Ministered to millions and millions of people. Amen. But then he's tricking with a girl. Wasn't really tricking, just freaking with her. No, he wasn't tricking because he's going in, the girl getting naked on him, all, and, you know, he masturbated. He was tricking with the girl. Y'all see what I'm talking Seriously. And then y'all stand, got on TV, I'm sorry. And then three weeks later, they bust him in the house again. Now here's my point, he had a worldwide ministry. He had some of the largest crowds than anybody in the world. When that happened, thousands of Christians turned their back on God. Because of him. They turned it back on God. I know one man, you understand, a businessman. I'll just go to a businessman meeting. You know what I'm saying? He gave me all, he had all kinds of books and, and mu music and everything from, from Jimmy Swagger. He gave them all to me. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't even listen to them no more. But see, that's, that, that's why, are y'all see this? That's why the devil does this. And the, the, the more you grow in God, it don't get no less. The devil constantly brings those three things towards you, the world, the flesh, and the devil. He constantly brings those at different levels. And if you ain't sold out, you're going to give in one of these times. And when you do, there goes your ministry. But here's it. And everybody, you it's just like the Canora virus. Y'all familiar with that virus going around? 
over in China. Ain't here. Ain't gonna come here. Ain't gonna come here. The devil ain't gonna come to Jesus' house. I forbid it. But I mean, it's just contagious. How many know it's contagious? You understand what I'm saying? That's how sin is, and that's how the devil does things. He'll wipe you out, and everybody you've been ministering to, everybody who you've been ministering to, trying to get saved, you understand? They'll say this I knew he wasn't right. I knew he wasn't. It was just something about him wasn't right. That's why I never go to church with him. I knew he wasn't right. So that's why God wants us to be stand up men. Stand up Christians. Ugh, I just, ugh, don't have, I, can't, I can't emphasize it. I, I can't emphasize You don't need nobody but Jesus. I share this. Uh, I will share with, with people. Y'all see, folks, hey man, I've been doing this 41 years. I didn't need, I mean, nobody helped me. It wasn't no, let me help y'all. It wasn't no white guy. It wasn't no business people. It wasn't nobody. It was just Jesus. 90% of the money that comes to my ministry, 75%, comes from my newsletter, which goes out to people I ain't never seen. They heard about me on TV and wrote. They heard about me on radio and wrote. You know what I'm saying? Send a $5 offering or whatever. I add them to my mailing list. Most of the people you see come in here to support this ministry, you know what I'm saying? You know me. Uh, praise the Lord. I appreciate them. But I got guys, I got people in my church that tithe more than they give a year. Just in the church. In this church now. Then I might open up the doors. You know what opened the doors? The word right here. I learned the word. I learned the word. And, and, and you can have, and, and I learned, like I said, you can have what you, I, now, now I had to live right. Are y'all still here in the house? I had to live right. I seen that I could have all the stuff that I always wanted. All the stuff that I was sticking up to get. All the stuff that I was hustling to get. You know, the nice car. You know what I'm saying? The nice clothes. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. A nice woman. You know what I'm saying? All of that. Everything that the world has belongs to God anyway and to the body of Christ. I wanted some of that. That's why I was doing what I was doing. I found a better way to get it. I found out I don't have to run around sticking up folk to get no thousands of dollars. I can't believe God. Man. I found out I didn't have to shoot no dope. I didn't have to sell no dope. I didn't have to put no girls on the block. I could just read this book and call money to come into me, and it had to come. Amen. And all the prisons that are open to me, y'all stand, God opened them doors. How do you open the door? Well, I got books. I get a, I, I, I give my all my books away. I gave, I, you know, I got over three hundred thousand books in print that I ain't sold. It's in prisons all over, all over the world, everywhere. I just get two cases of books, plant them and see, put a note in there. I'm willing to come to your prison and preach. You understand? If you have, can put me on the schedule and send the books off. Six, seven, eight months later, y'all say, after the books and went through the prison, the chaplain usually called and sent me an email. Got your books? Really liked it? The men like it? Could you come down here and minister? Yes. And once I get in that one prison, I write to all the prisons in that state. And let them know I'm going to Attica. Uh, I'm going to be in Attica next week. Is there any way I can get into your place? And then they all say, well, since you're going to be in Attica, you can come here to the men's state, and you can come here. And then I wind up going to 10, 15 prisons in that state. God did that. That's what I'm saying. You don't need nobody but God. You don't need nobody but Jesus. You don't need nobody but Jesus. Know where the wife is. Yeah, you know where the wife is. Well, yeah, it's been a long time. Well, you need to wait. Why do I need to wait? Because you've been dipping. Don't get those going to preach very good. I ain't told. Did I mention? Oh, boy, y'all really look strange. What do you mean different? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? God waiting for you to get yourself right. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> boy, boy, that really, that really, really hit somebody there. Yeah, I'm really looking. What do you mean different? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Every once in a while, you got to run down in that corner, get one. Amen. <laughs> 
I ain't did I name anybody? I ain't name no names. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, you know. Now, but here's the point. You know, God forgives. Amen. <laughs> ain't you glad God forgives? Amen. God forgives, and He knows where she's at. And when God brings her into your life, you don't have to worry about none of the other junk. Amen. God knows exactly. Look, I'm gonna give you one more scripture. Can I give you one more? Yeah. I was gonna do it anyway. First Corinthians chapter six. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians. Ain't you glad you came today? Yes, sir. Or aren't you glad you came today? Yes, sir. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Check this out. Here it is right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Look at verse number 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Amen. You know what that means? That means you are God's property. That means the devil has got to take his hands off of you because you are God's property. Amen. Do you get all that? Yes. I say that means Satan has got to take his hands off of you because you are God's property. When you got born again, you became God's property. Satan has got to take it. If you got any kind of sickness or disease in your body, hey, you have to remind the devil, take your hands off of God's property. I am God's property. Take your hands off. And he has to take his hands off of you. Yes, sir. He can't hold nothing back from you as long as you know I belong to God. Yes. Even my faults and my misgivings, I still belong to God. And because I belong to God, I am God's property. Devil, get off my car. That's what I told him, amen, about my new ride out there. Get off my car. <laughs> I want an AT6, XT6, 2020. Yeah, so I got an XT6 2020. It had 20 miles on it when I got it. But you know, I'll be rolling. You know, I got 100 something now. Well, no, 400 something miles on it. Now I'm rolling. Yeah, I got 400 something miles on it. I only had it, what, four or five days? You know, I need something like that. But see, I had to call it in. Oh, y'all, y'all here? How you call in? Come to me now! That's how you call in. XT6, get in here now! But you can't do that if you ain't living right. Somebody, somebody, are y'all here? Somebody, somebody got my $300,000 now. Because I have claimed $300,000. Cash. One time. I claimed $300,000. And then when I claim it, I tell the devil, Satan, Turn loose my $300,000. Ain't no money in heaven. It's all down here. Turn loose my $300,000. And then after I did it, I sent my angels out there. I said, go minister in spirits and cause that $300,000 $300, to come on in. Guess what? It's on the way in. And I'll come in here and tell you, guess what, y'all? I got the $300,000 back. Now, you know what? That is better than running around sticking up Village Pantry for $150. Uh, for $150. <laughs> yeah, $150. That's all you're going to get out of Village Pantry. <laughs> that's better than standing out there on that corner slanging. Amen. I say, I say it's better than standing out on that corner uh, uh, slanging. Amen. And being strapped. They got to watch every corner, every car. That's better than that. That's better than having to work hard all your life. That is a curse. I found out that was a curse to work hard 40 years ago. <laughs> I'm reading the book of Genesis and it says, you know, the ground was cursed. Because of what Adam and Eve did. He said, from the sweat of your brow shall you earn your living. And then I got over in Galatians and said, Christ Jesus has freed me from the curse. What? That means I don't have to work hard no more. So I quit. <laughs> and I have not worked a job for 40 years. I ain't planning on working one. Work for Jesus. That ain't hard. 
This is pleasure. This is fun. Yes. But here's the deal. Is God a respected person? No. Oh, yeah? No. Okay, that means the same thing he did for me, he'll do for you. Oh, you got to do the same thing I did. What's that? Make up your mind. I made up my mind, which I know y'all have too. I made up my mind. Lord, I'm going to do it this way. I tried all that. All that did is got me a lot of drama. Got me shot. Got me beating the head with pistols and bricks. <laughs> you ever got hit, hit in the head with a brick? Boy, that thing hurts. <laughs> you know, police. I got beaten in the head with police uh, pistols. You know what I'm saying? I had police put the put I had police beat me in the head with a gun, then pull the pistol. Oh well, 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 well said Dr. Bumpus. Hey, listen, we have ran out of time for this segment, but we want you to stay tuned to each episode that we are uploading here. Your faith will increase as you begin to hear and hear and hear the word of God. We're so glad that you tuned in. We do hope that you share this podcast with your friends and your family so that they too can grow in the things of God and their faith can be strengthened. If you want to know more about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.jipm.org. You are invited to come out and worship with us at Faith Center Church International, located at 1634 East Minnesota Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. Our service times is Sunday at 1130 and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. So we hope to see your face in the place. Until then, you keep on praising Jesus because he's worthy. God bless.